0: Hello and welcome to the Game Theory Podcast. I'm your host, Sam Vicini. We're presented by CLNS Media today on the show. Dieter Kurtenbach is back. We did draft coverage with Coles Wicker because, well, Dieter doesn't give a shit about the draft. But Facts. Dieter is back. We're going to bullshit for like an hour. That's all we have. Yeah. I have a heart out at 12 because Team USA is playing France. Dieter has a heart out at 12 for reasons. Lunch. Uh, Lunch, sure. Lunch is important. <laughs> hard you're a out growing six. Yeah, you're a growing six foot eight human, so you yeah, need I'm lunch not, and sustenance.
1: I noticed, I noticed at the end of the playoffs that I grew maybe a little bit more than I suspected I would. So uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe there won't be lunch in the future. Nevertheless, the out is out, is hard.
0: <laughs> uh, let's jump in. Let's talk about some free agency stuff. I'll just note at the top here. Uh, We're going to do a draft podcast next week with Coleswicker. wicker. I felt like that would be better because it it could also act as like kind of a summer league preview. Plus everyone is doing like all of their draft podcasts and stuff like last week. Uh, And free agency's coming up We want to do like a mini free agency preview podcast uh, With Dieter today Uh, I took a few days off earlier this week That's why there's only one podcast Uh, I don't know if you noticed, but I wrote like 35,000 words last week It almost killed you I needed a break (laughs) And uh, I figured that uh, A couple of days at the beginning of this week Was probably the best way to do it So, uh, Dieter, how are things in your life, man?
1: Oh boy, I'm in Seattle right now Uh, And we are now beginning, I think that many of the listeners can can understand this, this is the Summer of Weddings Tour 2019. Um, And it, it is a, it is just an incredible list. We got Seattle, we got Scotland, and then rural Montana because what the hell but then we get to go to la at the end of august a little bit of a separation a special special date on the tour but um yeah this this one i i, I don't know if i've been looking forward to it as much as i've been daunted by the summer of weddings 2019 for several months now and uh, it's underway and i'm still pretty uh pretty intimidated
0: yeah the Vicini wedding wedding on august 24th is certainly going to be uh if not if not the crown jewel of that it'll be a mm. it'll be a wedding
1: at least. Are you getting married in a barn in rural Scotland, though?
0: We are not getting married in a barn. We're getting married. I'm not going to say where it is, given the fact that I gave out the date. But it is a good... It is like a water garden kind of thing, basically. Ooh, yeah. I actually, I'm actually not allowed to share where it is, like based on no, yeah, the contract. I, I,
1: and I wasn't, I wasn't pressing you for info. I wasn't, I wasn't looking for sources here. I was just saying. No, uh, of course. We we have we have the we have the Scottish angle. I, I don't know what the hell is going to go on in Montana, and then there's the Kirtenbach family reunion in, in Colorado Springs, in which I get to drive a car from Chicago across the nation so um i might be dead by the end of all this this might i might preview free agency and never see it come to an end
0: oh my god uh let's just jump in we'll talk about free agency uh Harrison Barnes just he was he declined that's his right that's
1: definitely that's definitely where you start when we talk let's about start NBA with the free agency Barnes, in 2019 it starts well, with Harrison it, Barnes.
0: it just happened so let's just I know dive I,
1: you're right recency bias here it is and I love I love me some Harry B so it's it's all good yeah
0: if, if anyone is qualified to talk about Harry B it's Dieter so
1: yes sir <laughs> <laughs> that, that got euphemistic that got me euphemistic fast I'd I, I never heard it before right now but yeah that's that's not great maybe just Harrison
0: Harrison signed a four <laughs> or is going to sign a four year 88 to 90 million contract depending on if you believe Carmichael Dave the great radio host in Sacramento or if you believe Indeed. Uh, Mark Stein the great reporter over at the New York Times uh, this is more than what I think people thought Harrison Barnes was worth but yeah, Sand, though, maybe it is. W- w-
1: let's define people here. Like, when he opted out of a twenty-five million contract, it was fairly clear from everything that I had heard and from just his action in general. It didn't take a rocket scientist to figure it out that, like, he clearly had more than twenty million dollars in a long-term deal on yeah. the table. So. I, I just don't, I, I really, I remember that moment when everyone on Twitter, because that's where you go for the, the freshest and, and smartest takes, was like, I can't believe Harrison Barnes opt out, turned down $25 million. It's like, no, he opted into ninety or you know eighty. Let's just say four years eighty. I thought was kind of the low bar. Like you don't opt out of twenty five million unless you got twenty on the table. It, it always made sense. I I don't know if it's the best move for the the Kings, but like they they've been gearing up for this ever since they brought him in.
0: Yeah, I tried to like figure out what the break even point for Harrison Barnes would be declining twenty five million, uh, yeah. just given that he is. What? He is um, 27. So this deal is going to be for year 27, 28, 29, 30 of his basketball playing career. So it's going to take him essentially all the way through his prime. We're seeing guys essentially not being able to sign huge deals at age 30, right? Right. So, or at least like guys in Harrison's position where he's very clearly an NBA starter, not an all-star level player. Correct. Um, Basically, what you have to decide is, I came up with 472. I thought okay. was the number uh, Okay, at 30 years old. Would Harrison Barnes like, so your break even point there is turning down seven uh, to get like an average annual value of 18 million. Mm-hmm. So would he essentially be able to get $11 million at age for his age 31 season? And I, yeah. I think that what I came to was it's not impossible, but it probably makes more sense for him to lock in there. He ends up with $88 million. At least, which is what, like twenty four a year, something like that. Yeah. twenty three, I guess. Yeah, it's twenty three. Um, that's fine. Like, it's it's not like an irrational contract. Like, it, for you either can make party. a case for it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I, I, think, like, I
1: think it makes absolute perfect sense for Harrison Barnes. Um, because I I think we've probably already seen the best that Harrison Barnes has to offer, and I think that honestly the best way for him to become a better player in this league is for him to be to shoot less and try to facilitate more and be more of a versatile kind of guy and maybe be more of an intangibles dude as opposed to a getting buckets dude and that's going to make it i mean listen some teams value that stuff and they could understand how to quantify it but some teams are just going to look at how many you know points you score per game and say well that's not a 20 million dollar a year player or 15 million you know at age 30 the other thing too is i think harrison did a really great job of understanding where the marketplace was if he goes into free agency next year i don't think there's going to be as many teams that have have cash willing to give it out to him uh specifically the you know like teams like the kings who are willing to place bets more or less on a guy like harrison barnes because they know they can't get the big time free agents um he he understood the marketplace him and, and his representation saw it this is you know he he got he got the windfall when the calorie salary cap spiked uh in in 2016 this is sort of the redux of all of that, where you have about 14, 15 teams that are going to have pretty serious space, and, and there is some money floating around. I don't. It's a bad free agent market next year, in my opinion. Uh, we'll see what happens with some guys, and maybe they sign one-year deals, but it's certainly not as robust yeah. as this summer. And I don't think there's going to be as many teams with cash going into next summer. So Barnes, I, I think, has just played the market really well. And on top of that, Anytime you can lock in eighty eight million guaranteed as a non all star, I-, I think that you really have to do it.
0: Yeah, I think that that's probably true. Uh, next summer, I don't think there's going to be as much as what the uh, like projections are in terms of money out there. Or like people are saying, right? Like yeah. people think there's going to be just as much money on the market next year as there is this year. Uh, it
1: doesn't seem like that to me but I'm, I'm no capologist
0: yeah and like uh it's gonna be a worse free agency market so thus these guys like harrison barnes would be more inclined to get paid more i don't Maybe. really think that that's the case uh I, I think there's gonna be less i do think it's a worse free agency market like you can easily talk yourself into harrison barnes being a top 10 free agent next year if he was to hit the market right. but yeah i think it's smart to lock in now uh in terms of, like, what he's worth, I would have said, like, $17 million, something like that. Maybe $16 yeah, What's, million. what's um, Andre
1: Goodall is making what? Like, $14, 15000000 Yeah, I think I mean, he's, like, at $15. So, that's what you got to no, kind of view. Andre's
0: at, like, 17 I think now.
1: Okay, well, that's what you... I mean, and listen, Andre, Andre's a, a shrewd negotiator. I think that's kind of where you have to uh, peg Harrison Barnes. I mean, they're obviously very... Different players but they fulfill somewhat of the same roles for different teams and uh uh, andre certainly on the back end of his career harrison kind of right in the prime i I think harrison probably could have pushed if we're being totally honest he probably could have gone out and gotten 25 or more on a shorter term deal from somebody uh maybe like the knicks uh this summer a a team that that was expected to throw out some cash didn't end up Um, with the guys that they wanted and now are kind of left holding their dicks and wondering what they're going to do, they might throw a lot of money at Harrison Barnes. But that's a risky play because you could end up in a middle class that almost doesn't exist very much, or it doesn't really exist in the NBA anymore, and you're stuck in that for perpetuity unless you can really do something. And again, I, I think that the things that you would have to do to knock yourself up a class are things that Harrison has kind of proven over the course of his career that, that he's not really built for. So I, I I think, I think he read the tea leaves, right. uh, And locking it at 88. And I I think that he's, he'll probably end up being overpaid uh, in some regards. It's hard for me to say that, but like it will will never seem, it'll never seem like Harrison Barnes is like a star player or anything. But I do think when you look at the way that the Kings have, built their roster or at least you you think they want to build their roster uh you have to kind of wait and see how they actually do it i I do think that kind of having a guy who can play the the three and the four the way that harrison can that allows you to switch on most things uh that's going to be really key for them going forward uh because let's be honest if they play their cards right this summer beyond this Barnes deal, they have a real chance of making the playoffs next year and I don't think they're a title contender or anything that'd be ridiculous, but they're on the right trajectory and next year that means um a 6-7 or 8 seed.
0: So here's here's what I would say. I think Harrison Barnes like I said is probably worth like 16 million. So yeah. it's an overpay by like 25%. The Kings, because they're planning on extending Buddy Heald, it seems mm-hmm. like they're planning on you know paying De'Aaron Fox a bunch of money at some point. They're probably going to yes. use their cap space this summer, right? Yes. Uh, yes. They get Harrison Barnes now at a cheaper deal than what they had him at because the option was 25. So yes. they gain $3 million in cap space. They're going to have a greater ability to go out and maneuver right now in free agency. Mm-hmm. In terms of his game, I don't think this is an Evan Turner situation, for instance. Like I think Harrison's game just translates a lot better to being a role player. Uh, his ability to knock down spot up shots at a high level is critical. He can kind of help a bench unit pretty substantially just because of his ability to create shots in isolation. Uh, as a defender, he's not like a super high level defender. Like he's not an all NBA defender,
1: but he's switchable. he's He's solid
0: switchable. He's athletic. He's, a small a team positive defender. there, good team defender. Like you can make a case for Harrison Barnes being useful, especially whenever he doesn't have to expend as much energy on offense doing those things. So yeah, I think he's like a very solid starter at this level. I think that yeah, it's probably an overpay by five or six million. But yeah. it's defensible given that Sacramento is not gonna be a cap space team after this mm-hmm. summer he fits their roster. I think that they were actually like positive in terms of net rating when Harrison Barnes was on the floor last year, as opposed to being like a negative, I want to say they were like a negative three or something, negative two, negative three, uh, whenever Barnes wasn't there. So in the minutes that he played, they were a pretty good team. They were a 500 team. Uh, so I I look at this and think, you know what? There are worse things to do than run this back with Harrison Barnes. Now you just got to find the right center and you're probably in pretty good shape.
1: Yeah, and that—that's my concern. They have, they have this cap space. They can get in, what? They can get in. What? It's thirty-seven million. So they can get in a full max guy. Not that guys who are going to be going for the full max are going to go there. My my main concern is that they're going to end up spending almost all of that money on a guy on like Patrick Beverly and Wynn Deadman. And that well, here, like, here's
0: here's what they should do. They should be seriously in the mix. Like if Jimmy Butler is serious about going to Houston, um, yeah, and we'll talk about that in a minute. I'm going to write about that for. That's Jack that's.
1: The, the, the I know where like, you're going. This is a good call. Good call.
0: Um, they should be in the mix as like the three t- as the third team in the sign and trade to get yeah. Clint Capella.
1: Um, that that that's a really good thought.
0: Yeah, like that's the one that makes the most sense to me. At and least, and apparently you can get
1: Eric Gordon out of that too.
0: I, if I was Philadelphia, I would keep Eric Gordon, but yeah, like. Yeah, like 100%. I know exactly where you're going with it, and I understand it, and I think you're right. Um, so, yeah, like I think that there are just a lot of options now for Sacramento to be able to go out on the market and spend their money. They just have to do it wisely. Uh, let's move on, which though. They, let's talk which, about, they've,
1: which they've rarely ever done before. So, yeah. True. Tricky.
0: Let's uh, let's move on and talk about probably more important players than Harrison,
1: I guess. I do. Uh, what are you talking about?
0: <laughs> so, let's start with the
1: Lakers. Let us.
0: Uh, the Lakers cleared max cap space because Anthony Davis decided to turn down his trade kicker. And Sam, uh, we
1: we have to we have to give credit where it's due here, buddy. I'm I'm you're the first person I heard to suggest the Spring Hill Entertainment laundromat theory, and uh, boy is it coming through in a big way right now.
0: Yeah, like I made I made this joke on the podcast one time, and I tweeted about it yesterday. Like if I was Houston, I would be doing. A very real audit of Spring Hill's
1: books. (laughs) I'm like the government involved. Hey, hey, Donald Trump! how LeBron James calls you a bum, hit him with the IRS, baby.
0: Like I'm like 60% joking. Probably less than that, honestly.
1: I Um, I don't. I'm not joking anymore. (laughs) It's all if too I was real. a team,
0: like, I would really want to know how much Anthony Davis is making to star in Space Jam 2.
1: There's got to be some CBA ramifications in there, and, and somehow the Lakers are going to have to give them back to the Pelicans.
0: I don't think it's that, but, like, I think that uh, you can't really make a case for Anthony Davis making more than, like, the SAG minimum. <laughs> for this right. movie um maybe you can like maybe his profile i guess is just higher than, was he you know. was he
1: in uncle drew i don't know has he been in anything i know one of the reasons that he wanted out of new orleans was he thought that he was not getting as many marketing opportunities as he thought he should get the only two that i could think of he had uh like the penzoil ad that's it and uh, immediately he signs with the lakers and gets like a ruffles shoe Um, So, I mean, really, the L.A. boom is already happening. He's with Ruffles now. But, uh, yeah, Space Jam 2 coming through.
0: So, he was in Barbershop the next cut.
1: Yes, he was. He was in Barbershop the next cut. Um, Wow. Okay. As himself. So. so
0: Same deal as what Space Jam Two is going to be. So maybe, mm-hmm. but like, there's no defense for paying him four million dollars to be in Space Jam Two. So I mean, like,
1: I, I, I can think of a very clear cut defense. Uh, not from an <laughs> entertainment side but I could I can see why LeBron James would be interested in doing that <laughs> when, the, um, when the when the ruffles check clears you're willing to throw away the trade kicker it's just it's it's outrageous it's outrageous and it's hilarious and listen I, I will get on guys sometimes when you're dealing with hundreds of millions of dollars right um, over like Chris Paul really pushing uh, for the 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 full max and, and not. You know, taking a little bit of less money, knowing that he's already gotten his massive payday before, or at least theoretically in his prime, uh, to allow the the Rockets, whose owner, let's be fair, probably gave misdirection on this, but to let the Rockets keep guys like Trevor Ariza around to help them with the title run. Like I will go at a guy like Chris Paul for that. Um, so I guess I have to just not to be a hypocrite, give credit to Anthony Davis for waving his trade kicker to allow the Lakers to be better. Like that that. Um, this is kind of a, a trend for some guys. Uh, Kevin Durant took a lot less money than he had to, to, to join the Warriors. Stephen Curry didn't renegotiate his contract to allow the Warriors to have a bunch of cap space, um, uh, to get Kevin Durant. Uh, there are examples of, you know, guys doing the Tom Brady route. And I, I guess Anthony Davis with the $4 billion trade kicker is one of by, them. By, even by doing I the was Tom t- Brady I route,
0: was, yeah. are you talking, uh, getting money for your consulting company like, or whatever it is?
1: Under the, the TB, table, it's the TV twelve method of circumventing the salary cap. Yes, <laughs> like that is definitely also a thing here. Yes, I know. Oh, my <laughs> like God. I, I, I do think like so. Like, how does the I'm NFL doing,
0: allow that? By the way,
1: um, the uh, <laughs> it's a damn good question. Um, <laughs> it's whatever. I mean, like, what what are you gonna do? Like, it, it's. I'm not getting into a whole conversation about the IRS and the current state of tax fraud in this country, but like, let's just say that it's par for the course. <laughs> God, um, who are they going to sign with that money, Sam? They got a so, whole lot of cash. By the way, I think they're $700,000 less than the max, according to Bobby Marks. So uh, they're going to have uh, to—I mean, someone else is going to have to give up money, and they're going to have to write another. Springhill's going to have to write another check for $700K.
0: So I think that what's going to happen is. That they are going to go with, like, a lesser Max player and then, like, use the rest of it to get, like, an $8 million player.
1: Okay. Um, names.
0: So, like, Kyrie signs with Brooklyn. They chase D'Angelo Russell, which is funny for, like, a number of reasons. (laughs) Um,
1: Yeah. I know that my guy
0: guy Mgrads on Twitter. Uh, Shout out Mgrads. I'm a (laughs) big fan. Just talked to Marcus today. Um, But... M grad seems to think like D'Angelo Russell, according to his Twitter feed is a very real possibility to the Lakers. Um, I like, you know what? It makes makes a lot of sense. Makes sense.
1: They can go out and get D'Angelo and they they can pay another guy. Yeah. Yeah. You you can go out and get D'Angelo and then you can go and sign like a JJ Reddick type to more or less the the mid-level exception contract that you don't, you know, you don't have the the non-taxpayer one. So, um, or maybe they do. I don't know. Uh, Nevertheless, like that, that is probably the best way to fill out a team. I, I don't see. It. The other thing too is I you know, people talk about. Oh well, maybe they can swing for Jimmy Butler. Kawhi's is not going there. I don't know why people push this narrative. We were talking about this before that is a weird we, we started thing that recording
0: the is doing today. Like they're having like Kawhi to the Lakers day.
1: This is this is uh, quiet. Quiet News Day, and here are two names. One one of them is inscrutable and just won NBA Finals MVP. So you could really just say whatever the the hell you want about him. And the other one is the Lakers. And anytime you say the word Lakers, ratings go up. So this was an inevitable tie. Don't worry. They'll bring up Kevin Durant to the Lakers soon enough.
0: We'll talk about Durant here in a minute because his deal is fascinating. And we've talked about Kevin a lot this year on the podcast, so we should probably close that loop. But yeah. (laughs) The Lakers are in a genuinely interesting position. Obviously, already having LeBron and Anthony Davis. Uh, They probably should be title favorites if they end up signing a Max guy. Uh,
1: Yeah. I I think if they get Russell and, and, uh, you know, another dude on top of it. And this was what I was going to get into before I start. Like, they need a point guard. Like, as much as we lebron has the ball in his hands like they're gonna run they're gonna go out and get a center because anthony davis doesn't want to play the five all that much so you have yeah, lebron you can at do the that three easily yes no of course that's that's the one market that has proven to be uh veteran minimum rich uh and that's that's another thing that they're going to have a significant advantage on uh this summer uh and i wrote about that today as it pertains to the warriors like the warriors have been The number one choice hasn't panned out all that much, but the number one choice for ring chasers. uh, Why would you go to the Warriors now if you're a ring chaser, especially when you're competing with just L.A.? In general, I mean, I think the Clippers are even a better option in some regards, and that's even if they don't get uh, Kawhi. So you have the LA factor, you have the fact that LeBron was able to recruit dudes to go to Cleveland. So how easy is it going to be for him now? Uh, the fact that they're probably the title favorites, or at least the Western Conference favorites, at the moment, like that's that's a big issue. The Warriors need to fill out their roster with a bunch of minimum guys, and I think the Lakers are going to have their pick of the litter when it comes to that. But they need a point guard, and I, if Kyrie is go into the nets as all indications show that he is uh it's Kyrie so until I see it on the dotted line I won't really buy it but um uh yeah they need a point guard and I think D'Angelo Russell would actually fit a lot of the things they do because he can play off ball uh, in an effective way and um listen you're not getting much of a defensive guy with Kyrie I don't think you get much with that on on Russell but then you could take the two guard spot and go out and try to get somebody who's more of a lockdown and can guard opposing point guards, and then you have a really fucking good basketball team all of a sudden.
0: Well, we know that, we don't know this, but, like, the assumption would seem to be that Contavius Caldwell-Pope is probably getting that, like, $4.8 million room exception they have. Okay. Like... I mean, just yeah. Given the uh, clutch connection there.
1: <laughs> That's valid. He might get more. It might be the $8 million year your player.
0: <laughs> but, like, they've, like, kind of... You know, taking care of him—I guess is the way to put
1: it. Like in a way, oh yeah. Like Clutch has, Clutch has been grooming him as a as a mole for years, and then LeBron comes in, and, and now now it's really time to pay up. He's made like um, he's going to make like fifty million something bucks off of the Lakers over the last three years. I think when it's all said and done.
0: Yeah. So thus far in his career, he has made uh, what it's like forty one million dollars, forty two million dollars, and then yeah. he'll have this year. So
1: yeah, that's the thing. And, my favorite. I mean, I think Kadeem's Caldwell Pope's like a nice, solid role player. Uh, totally
0: reasonable to sign him to a room exception deal.
1: Totally reasonable. Uh, I just can't get over the fact that one year he couldn't leave the state of California because he was on house arrest. Like that shit was hilarious.
0: That wasn't wasn't super
1: great. No, um, wasn't awesome.
0: I mean, <laughs> it, so like, if you were the Lakers, would you try and sign a max guy, or would you try and split it into like
1: Bobby well, Portis?
0: No, um, mm, no. Nah, nah. You know, nah. like X, Y, and
1: Z. You know what I mean? I would try to go and get Al Horford.
0: Would I try and Al Horford and Anthony Davis and LeBron? That's interesting. It's harder to find guards, so I think I'd rather spend the money on guards than Al Horford. But I, I agree. I
1: agree with that. But I, I just like Al Horford, and I, I want him to thrive in a big market um, or a bigger market. Uh, yep. It's it, yeah. I, I think I think that the best path is Russell with a little bit of room to go and get another dude. Uh, that that's the best play, and in fact, I would prefer that. If I were the Lakers, to just going and paying Kyrie what he wants. Uh, As much as the um, narrative has been created that Kyrie and LeBron are are now on speaking terms, it's really easy to have a good relationship after a bad breakup when you're across the country from each other. Uh, I speak from experience. Uh, Like the second they get back on the same team, all the same shit's going to bubble up again. And now you, and Anthony Davis isn't going to break that stuff up. He's just a, a taller, more athletic Kevin Love. In this scenario so like i I just don't i don't see those two getting back together uh i and and the peculiarity of what's happening on the east coast with the nets and the knicks and kd and jay williams and kyrie is i i I can't even delve into it and and make sense of it all for anybody so i I certainly won't try but um yeah I, i think russell is if you can get over the peculiarity of his exit uh magic being out opens up, I would argue, a pretty easy path for him to return. Um, I, I I think that that works out, that works out great. And I, I think, honestly, that the Lakers are, are going to do some pretty shrewd things with um, the sort of bottom half of the roster. They have to sign a lot of dudes. I mean, a lot of dudes. Um, let let right me now. throw out
0: what I think yeah. they could do with, like, three guys. Would you Go rather have D'Angelo Russell and, let's say... Because what they'll have like six million. What would, what would the speed. yeah? What would
1: the Russell contract be? What, be what, like, what is the break? What is the break? The even max is
0: twenty seven. Uh, okay, so it would give them like five million. Let's say he takes maybe so like a couple million less. Basically, like,
1: another basically another uh, uh, taxpayer mid level exception.
0: Yeah, it'd be like you could maybe keep Reggie Bullock. You could maybe sign well, some. that's huge. Curry, like
1: yeah, maybe, maybe I like would, Seth Curry have is like
0: a maybe Seth Curry is like a seven million dollar a year guy. And like you can Jesus go Seth Christ, and what happened there? Seth and D'Angelo Russell and maybe that's it. And then you have LeBron and Anthony Davis. Or you could do, let's say, Bobby Portis at thirteen million. Yeah. Um, Danny Green at ten. Yeah. So that's twenty three. Uh, Darren Collison at ten. It gets us to thirty three plus the room exception. That's so nice. Like,
1: I would rather go with Russell. I would rather have the guy that I, I want on the court for forty minutes a night. Um, well, Danny, let's say
0: Trevor Ariza, like maybe, maybe like Trevor Ariza, Danny Green, and Darren Collison. Like you could just do all wings and then sign a minimum center.
1: It's a it's a good option, and there's going to be minimum centers out there. Um, my concern with Ariza is that uh, once the Boulder starts rolling down the hill, it's very hard to stop, and it looks like it's yeah, rolling down the hill. Right. Uh, da- Danny. Listen, I was just I was just around Toronto. I mean, the, the book on Danny is and the reason that he was on the, the Raptors in the first place is people don't think he can run anymore. And he looked all sorts of hobbled. Now, he's Danny Green. You give him a wide open shot uh, in the NBA finals. He's bound to knock down a few of them. But you look at his numbers over the last two rounds of the playoffs. He wasn't there. And um, and, and so a lot of the things that you think you're buying in Danny Green, I don't think are going to be there going forward i think that we've already seen far and away the best that danny green had to offer and i think that it's going to be really probably the rest of his career could prove to be uh, pretty problematic because it's it, it just he, he just can't get up and down the floor anymore and, and that's uh, kind of an important part of his game so I, I would i would actually stay away from the danny greens at the numbers that are being thrown out now someone will take that risk i assure you uh it might be toronto uh keeping them but uh man i i that I think that's too much of a risk for a team that all they have to do is be able to get capable bodies on the floor. Yes, Green has a higher ceiling, but I think his floor has gotten lower um, compared to some of the other guys that they can sign with that money.
0: What about Patrick Beverly, Terrence Ross, and Dwayne Dedman?
1: I like that three-man combo. I think I would rather have—and Dedman's going to cost some money from from— he was a guy that the Warriors had targeted. Um, Let's say like nine or something. for yeah, he, yeah, he, yeah. yeah. He's going to be. He, he might be well above ten. In fact, there might be a bidding war on Dwayne Dedman. Um, so, I like it. I still think you have to. I, I still think you have to optimize a point guard. I think that you get the best point guard out there. And again, they're going to have pick of the litter on minimum guys, uh, and you can get some dudes who can just do one or two things effectively for the minimum and that, um, that mid level. Um, whereas you can't really go out and get an elite point guard who can run the second unit when LeBron's off the floor, who can play off ball when LeBron is on the floor or on ball, um, can create a, you know, a nice high pick and roll game with Anthony Davis at the four or the five. I think that if you optimize that now you are, you just, you just have the the, the spine of your team completely covered at the one, three. And let's be honest here, the five, um, yeah I, I think that you just have to optimize point guard and I think that while there are probably better options than D'Angelo Russell I think for the price point and um for the personnel that I think is most likely to be around him with the Lakers not just the two guys that are actually on the team but with Bullock as well who I think they probably have to keep given his ability to, to space the floor and, and the relatively cheap costs that uh that he carries like and, and then minimum guys who again you don't want to move in all that much but they can knock down an open shot if they're if they're given the chance, like, I yeah, think like that's you probably can do, the best way
0: to go. Yeah, you can do uh, Russell at his full max. Keep mm-hmm. Reggie Bullock's mm-hmm. uh, $4.75 million hold on if, the if Bullocks. Nothing else,
1: if nothing else, that, that that's a decent enough trade chip down the line. Right. Not that they have so, any draft picks.
0: So the, the answer could be Russell, Bullock, um... Let's say what like a guy at four and a half million. Who do I think that could be? I don't. I think Seth Curry's probably above four and a half million.
1: Yeah, I, I, I've heard four eight. Stuff. I think is the number. I've heard conflicting stuff on on how much Seth Curry's going to get. Um, I would venture to say that he probably falls through the cracks a little bit, and he's around there Make, at four eight.
0: Here, here's a name. Maybe it's Noah Vonleh. Is like four eight.
1: That's an interesting thought because you, you don't want to go with the strong five necessary i don't know I, I, can is noah vonley really gonna demand that kind of money i mean a guy like a wayne ellington or the, um, the problem
0: is that like four eight just isn't a lot in this market
1: no but la has the appeal and, and playing with lebron on a title contender has the appeal and it's more than uh it's I, more well, than I the think minimum Vonley's
0: good maybe the, maybe this is the disconnect here i think maybe. Noah is actually good
1: yeah it took him a while um yeah. No, I, I know what you're talking about. There were flashes. Uh, Ed Davis, I, I, maybe. Oh, you know I love meet some Ed Davis. That's a viable yeah. option. I, I, what I think you have to do is you have to start, um, and this is no different than any other team. But you have to start with who's going to close for you, right? So you already have your center in Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis is your closing five. If he's not, you, you, it's malpractice on on Frank Vogel. Um, you have LeBron as your closing one four, and, and then you have Russell as your closing one two. So you're just going to need to get two wings. And uh, I I would venture to say that one of them needs to be a real spot up shooter and the other one needs to be a defensive ace.
0: Yeah. So maybe it's so you keep Rodney Bullock or not Rodney Bullock. Fuck uh, Reggie Bullock. Reggie Bullock. You find like a defender.
1: Yeah. So maybe a guy like Avery Bradley as trash as he has been as of as of late. That's um, not a bad idea, actually. Maybe that that's worth a minimum. Um,
0: Avery Bradley is he did he take that money, though?
1: Or did uh did, the Mem- did Memphis decline the him? Yeah, I, I think he, I think he was declined. Uh, well, shit. I mean, I, I I didn't actually do the backstory. I've just had, his name has been ballied about, and I never actually asked for the context. So uh, let's just presume that's the case where he's available because I don't know why Memphis would really want to keep him. He wasn't all that good. Um,
0: yeah, he was really bad last year.
1: He was really bad. Uh, Trying to think of other guys uh beverly's not going to be there beverly it, the the come up uh, patrick beverly had the best first round series of anyone in nba history just by money uh or maybe Bismack Biyombo. but like uh like unbelievable he was he was looked at as sort of a, a league minimum guy and then a mid-level guy then a uh, a non uh cap room mid-level so like the full 9.7 and now it's like he's gonna get 15 16 17 million he's a regular harrison barnes which i guess makes sense but um, it's pretty dramatic in the shift in a short period of time of how much money you can get. He would have been perfect for them. Um, yeah, it, it's hard. Listen, there's not a lot of, there's not a lot of twos out there that are defense first that are at least capable on the offensive end. Um, but there, there's, you should absolutely be able to find a bunch of, spot-up shooters well, like what's chandler parsons doing is he still under contract
0: still under contract he's got one more year on that 25 mil
1: why don't they just buy that out
0: because they actually do need spacing next to john morant next year
1: valid okay i mean they're gonna i i think jr to the lakers is pretty much a lock um though it kind of needs to get done here pretty soon given the the grandfather clause with the with the contract so some peculiar well,
0: will get traded somewhere else and then it'll Get caught and then
1: signed. Yeah, the my bankers. understanding though is that the guarantee date on that contract is looming, and uh, if you don't yeah, do it get, soon,
0: he'll get caught. Like it, uh, don't. Jr. Smith, I'm sure, will be cut because he's gonna not going to get paid. He's not going to get paid fifteen million dollars next year. It's just not going to no. happen.
1: So you have Jr. Um, and listen, like for all of Jr.'s faults, like is a seventh, eighth man. You're on the minimum contract. You're in really good shape. Um, the issue with the cast was he was like their fourth best player. Uh, I don't know.
0: I will Who's say I, I don't know if Jr. is like capable of being a seventh or eighth man anymore. But he's worth a flyer. Oh, on the
1: oh, I disagree with that. On a minimum contract, I'm willing to take the Jr. I'm willing to ride the Jr. Smith
0: trade. Yeah, no, like I would sign him to a minimum. But like I'm saying, like I don't know that I would expect like you know he can be your seventh man. You
1: know what I mean? Yeah. Um, who, who, who are who are who are some combo guards or or you know three and D guys to that find
0: wings on the minimum. Like that's like it's extremely true. Here, like let's yeah. talk about Houston real quick. Like Houston's trying to do Jimmy Butler and they're going to hard cap themselves at 138 when they have three guys at 113 total yeah. in yeah. Butler, Paul and uh James Harden. Right. That's tricky. Like it's really, really hard to find the wings. Like you can say, like, oh, we'll take a flyer on Stanley Johnson. We'll take a flyer on J.R. Smith. Like
1: I do, kind of like I'm, I'm going to be a big fan of the flyer on Stanley Johnson play, though. Like I feel like that's worth it, especially yeah, I mean, for some of the some of these teams that are in a position where they, you know, they're just they're just picking at the bottom of the barrel. Sorry, Stanley, but like is what it is. Uh, that's a good spot. What about Wesley? If you Dodgers had to
0: If you had to guess where JR Smith is on the all-time three-pointers made uh, oh, list, where would you guess? 7th. 13th, but oh, wow. uh he needs to make to get into the top 10, he needs to make 59 this year. Oh my
1: god, that's it? Yeah. That's incredible.
0: Like he's JR Smith is JR Smith is 71 threes away from having 2000 made threes in his career. I love J. I love J.R. Smith Max. J.R. Smith is like I would love for J.R. Smith to be good again.
1: Like it'd Yeah, be it'd great. be fantastic. Um Okay, a couple of names. I'm just on the the here's the big old list. Uh right. a couple of names to throw out for the Lakers, and then we, we 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 do have to talk about the the Houston Rockets. Um Oh boy. Um no, he's gonna be too expensive. He's gonna be okay. do, uh, like Trey Burke. Sure uh i think austin rivers is going to be too expensive but he might be a mid-level guy um jake layman jake uh, is
0: uh restricted
1: damn well then they should not do that uh probably should have seen that right there the rfa part tj mcconnell not close uh, He my can't
0: bad. shoot so i probably wouldn't go for it but yeah yeah sure
1: yeah if, um here's a what, random wesley, name that we, i would try Wes, wesley matthews jeremy lynn yeah maybe. both of
0: those guys sure um yeah i would try and take a flyer on christian wood if i was them okay yeah um, why not 611 guy who can knock down shots from distance like might not be anything but it might be something worse ideas oh um, for sure christian wood also is a unrestricted guy i believe um trying to think who else here there's, the Clippers, you're 100
1: percent right though the three and d guys are going to cost too much and there's not yeah, a lot like, of twos out there the just Clippers, twos don't really exist
0: one of the like shrewder things that the Clippers have done over the last year was getting Rodney Magruder. I wonder if Magruder ends up being like just a casualty. If they end up using their cap space, maybe not like his cap hold is it's so low that like it might not be, but I can't um, imagine
1: they're not playing it that tight. I mean, that'd be, that'd be a lot. Yeah. A lot of things would have to go right for them to have to drop Rodney Magruder.
0: Yeah, it's true. Uh let's see here. We've got
1: David waba oh. still restricted. Jesus Christ, it seems like he's been in the league for 40 years. Um yeah. James Ennis? Sure. Ian Clark's not very good, so probably not Ian Clark. Uh oh, um, Shut
0: out Ian Clark, man.
1: I like Ian Clark. Ian Clark's a great guy. Uh, all these things, but no, it's it's not happening. Uh Corey Brewer for his uh 13th NBA season. In fact, just lock that in right now. You know Corey brewer's going to end up on on the lakers <laughs> he'll never play but he'll just be there uh quincy pondexter
0: i mean if they decide that they want to play like a wild switching defense like Nerlens isn't a bad idea
1: oh Nerlens is such a great idea for them the I, I i can't believe that spaced me like Nerlens is the perfect starting five for them i mean they could do better but like that's that's the kind of because I was thinking, like, hell, bring Javale back, but it's like, screw that. No, Nerlens is is going to be. I bet I,
0: Javale I, is there next year.
1: Um, yeah, I, I would bet on it too. I would also start. <laughs> I would also start Nerlens, though, for Javale by far. Well, the thing. And play the thing, him a lot thing
0: with Nerlens is, I think you're going to have to use your room exception to get him. Like, you probably do have to pay him the four point eight. Maybe, yeah,
1: probably to um, do
0: it. So, like, that would reduce the Kentavious Caldwell Pope of it all.
1: Which I don't think think that they can get away with that.
0: (laughs) KCP's like actually kind of good. No, that's what
1: I'm saying. Like I'm saying that you need need dudes who can knock down an open shot and can defend at a a fairly decent level. Like I think you kind of have to have KCP, just like you have to bring back Reggie Bullock as just somebody who can knock down a corner three. Like you just have to do it. Rodney Hood. Rodney Hood would be a good I
0: think Rodney's probably gonna get 10
1: damn that's what I'm talking about like maybe the maybe maybe I'm wrong maybe the middle class is entirely back
0: well there's just there's so much cap space and there's so much uh there's so many guys that are available that I think we're gonna get like some of those middle class deals this year that are like 10 mil Troy Daniels sure Troy Daniels can shoot do your thing Troy
1: what's Alfred Payton gonna do
0: I don't know
1: that would be an interesting be I an would
0: interesting think one. someone would,
1: like... I look forward to finding out who gives him the minimum.
0: I think he's going to get more than the minimum.
1: Just so optimistic for all these guys. At some point, I the think, money runs out.
0: Yeah, but, like, there's a lot of cap space out there. that's yeah, true. And true. Very, there aren't a lot of, like, max guys. Like, there are a lot of max no, that's guys. True. But, like, they're going to go to, you know fewer spaces than the max level space that's out there. Right. There are probably like 14 teams with max space and probably like eight of them will fill it with yeah. a max player. Maybe. No, so you're right.
1: you're like maybe less they, than that. Do you, but do you hold on to it or do you, you spend it? They always spend it. Um, those are
0: yeah, I was going to say,
1: um, but like,
0: so Alfred Payton last year, averaged 10.6 points, 7.6 assists, 5.2 rebounds. He looked a lot and, better last year. Yeah. Like he was, actually like fine last year um agreed darren collison's another guy that like if i was a team i would be very happy to spend nine million dollars a year on darren collison
1: yep yep i can Um, get behind that not not a lot of uh, middle class point guards
0: yeah Um, and like if you're if you're a team that needs a point guard like if i was chicago i would try and steal ty jones like everyone's connecting mm -hmm. uh pat beverly (laughs) with them yeah. I would be like, Tyus, I would rather give you thirteen mil a year to try and steal you. And see if Minnesota with a GM that didn't trade for or didn't draft him and you know, a team that has Andrew Wiggins on a max spot and right has to deal with Jeff Teague's deal for this year, see if they're <laughs> willing to like go deep into this, you know,
1: heavy money. What if the Lakers just brought back D'Angelo Russell and Julius Randall with that money?
0: I mean they can't. Julius is gonna get twenty, but
1: who's gonna give Julius Randle twenty million dollars?
0: Uh Julius Randle averaged like twenty and No no no, no 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 no
1: no one's arguing. I'm just saying who's gonna do it. Just 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 shoot me down with the name. Uh,
0: if I was Sacramento, I probably would consider it <laughs> oh. uh like I said <laughs> Dallas on the last podcast. Like if I was Dallas, I would probably do that. Okay. Um
1: Okay. Okay, that's two. That's two. Confirmed. I'm trying um, to think
0: what other teams have space. Um,
1: you know who's definitely going to end up on the Lakers?
0: I think Chicago. Like, you could make.
1: Oh, no, Jesus Christ. Because, Lord knows, they need more front court
0: right but like they're dumb enough to do it
1: yes the, the, implied when you said chicago um right
0: if you're so if, if you're indiana and you're decided on trading one of sabonis or turner and you yeah. want to play randall at the four and just like play him next to a floor spacer like you can maybe do that maybe, maybe you decide him. to trade sabonis and you want to get a guy that can be like a different
1: sabonis like <laughs> Th- thick sabonis
0: thick sabonis yeah like more athletic less like you know passing iq sabonis like maybe that's right. the move
1: not really operating out of the high post other than to run as hard as he can at the hoop
0: Or but like you run triple handoff stuff like you can like oh, make yeah, a lot yeah, of yeah. like interesting you know parallels there
1: um or, or you could just keep sabonis who's cheaper and
0: he's not going to be cheap for long though
1: yeah but might as well you know buy in on the time
0: well here here's what i would say so would you rather have Julius Randle, Miles Turner, and your cap space? Or mm-hmm. if you're Indiana, would you rather use your cap space on Julius Randle, trade Sabonis some for something where the player doesn't really have a choice to go to Indiana? Like, if you're, it, like, I guess yeah. basically my point is like, if you can get someone to go to Indiana via free yeah. agency, you should take that and then move the piece to somewhere else.
1: Yeah, no, you're right. I'll tell you one guy who's going to be on the Lakers so. though, Amon Schumpert.
0: Depends on what Houston does. There's like a real case that Houston should probably pay Amon Schumpert like 13 million dollars next year, and what? just like make, but just like make it as a uh, a tr- like uh, just, contract just the... that you can trade because they don't have a lot of players that are in that like yeah. salary matching window.
1: Okay, let's talk. Let's talk. Let's talk about the the Rockets because we, yeah. we we've we've been diving around, Beth, just, like, random names. We're remembering some guys here. Um, This Jimmy Butler thing, like, I guess it's feasible, right? But it doesn't feel like It's
0: feasible. You can easily do the sign-and-trade with three teams. Like, the mechanics of it are pretty simple.
1: Kind of already gone through them, yeah.
0: I think it's, it would hard cap them at 138. They would have 113 with three guys. They would need to then either decide, basically, they would have to get rid of Clint Capella and Eric Gordon to do it. Like no yes. question. So yes. you would either have you have twenty five million left, PJ Tucker gets about eight million. Mm-hmm. So you could have $17 million, 16 million to spend over the course of nine players. Nine players? Almost... Or you could have twenty four million to spend over the course of ten players. Wow. I like I, to me the hard cap math makes this a move that they shouldn't do. But they you know Darryl, they though. seem, you know, like they want to try it.
1: Do you see the video of the guy making fries? It's like adding Jimmy Butler to a locker room with James Harden and Chris Paul. He's like cautiously about to drop him in. He drops him in and the entire thing catches on fire.
0: Yeah, I haven't laughed seems, at a video that
1: hard on Twitter in a long time.
0: It seems not great to me to do that. but um,
1: I, I think it's going to be fantastic. I'm, I'm in be, it for the content.
0: It'll be good for the content. Um, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't God, do it. Can you but- it? Like it just reeks of desperation for me, I guess. Like Desp- the desperation Rockets,
1: sometimes brings out good things.
0: The Rockets should be one of the two favorites to win the title next year if they keep yeah. the guys together. Yes, they were really good in the last fifty games of the year. Like, but Capella reason... was
1: really bad against the Warriors for like three games, so therefore he's apparently now trash. Like, yeah, the, I the don't entire, get that either. I don't. I don't. They are to say that this reeks of desperation. It's like, what have we been doing here? like everything has this franticness to it over there. And it, you know, I, I think it, Daryl's a very, you know, calculated, shrewd guy. Um, the knock on him is that, you know, he doesn't really understand people. Um, and then you got Fertita who, who thinks that he totally understands people, but it's just like a weird egomaniac dude. Like, I, I just think that there's a combustibility at the top there, which is only been expressed through the Mike D'Antoni saga. Um, that like, how would you expect two mercurial uh, alpha dog stars to respond when this is how the parents are acting.
0: Right. Um, I don't know. Like, I don't really want to spend they're a lot a of time on Houston. Cause I just think it's a mess,
1: right? It's a mess. Um, it's a hot mess, walker. Still a
0: Seems like okay. he's going to Boston.
1: That escalated quickly. No.
0: Yeah. Like Adrian Wojnarowski just reported that like that they're the favorite, I guess,
1: which means it's done.
0: You would think. Yeah. He
1: doesn't tweet. Uh, he doesn't tweet that out. Like it's, it, it, that is too ambiguous to tweet out unless it's going to be right.
0: Yeah, it seems like
1: uh, I guess like credits any age on that, right?
0: Yeah, like great replacement for Kyrie. They lose out Horford, but uh, and that'll play like a significant role in them getting worse next year.
1: For sure, but, they, but they've Jason done Tatum's as well as they. 19 years old, guess.
0: Right, they've recovered as well as they possibly could have from this.
1: Yes. Oh, it could have been whole wholesale disaster. So you have a good point guard. Um, it's not too expensive. I mean, he's—I guess he's getting what the, what the Charlotte Hornets thought he was worth. Um, and then uh, Mike, Michael Jordan has been truly blessed by the fact that Scottie Pippen's name rhymed with no Tippin, because really they were two peas in a pod with that uh, cheap bastard. Nevertheless, uh, Charlotte's going to suck for a long, long time. That—that—that that, that sucks. And but Boston, nice job. The Horford thing is weird. I, I don't—I don't necessarily know why he wanted out. Um,
0: didn't think they were going to contend next year. Probably. I mean, and he has. Okay. I think he has like a four year. The the report from Mark Sign is he has a four year, hundred million dollar on the offer on the table. What
1: and was Boston going to do?
0: Well, Boston <laughs> didn't want to sign him for that much. Apparently, they didn't want to go okay. that many years.
1: I don't. I just don't know how you just don't give him the money. I mean, I get it, he's thirty three.
0: Yeah, I, honestly, I wouldn't like the the names. But, the, he ha-
1: but it's right there. It's right there for you. You got to take it.
0: The team I mean, that is circulated most with. Well, here's the thing, though. They can't sign Kemba if they keep Horford.
1: So Danny Ainge was ahead of it. Kaiser Cersei, this whole situation. A
0: little bit, yeah. Like it's. It was either we keep Al and we try and pay him, you know, twenty five million a year, and we're stuck with mm. Al Horford mm. and the young kids, or we're stuck with Kemba Walker and the young kids. I mean, Especially at a like,
1: center position, where there's a lot of options available.
0: Yes, and Kemba's four years younger. Like I would have yeah. done what danny did but
1: yeah it's just you know it's tough yeah it keeps you respectable but you you you're not going to get back to the, the same ceiling that's uh that'll be interesting be interesting to see yeah. what they do because if they make if they can go out and get a, a a really good center on on the cheap you know maybe some of them fall fall down in price that could be a really good situation for them find out
0: yeah and i think they will um I'm trying to think is there anything else that you want to run through
1: Oh, um, our periodic Kevin Durant, let's check in moment. Uh, no one knows what he's going to do. No one will ever know what he's going to do until he signs with somebody. Stop guessing. That's my official stance on Kevin yeah, Durant. Yeah.
0: I mean, like if you are It had seems
1: to... like Brooklyn has the lead. I, yeah, sure.
0: Like, yeah, sure. Like I'm all for Kevin. This is a, we want Kevin Durant to be happy podcast. Um, yes. whatever will make Kevin Durant happy. That's what I'm rooting for.
1: I have, I have said this time and time again, if you're trying to figure out Kevin Durant, get in line because he's first in it. Like
0: I, I would, I would love it for Kevin to be happy. That's all I want.
1: So, I hope he finds fulfill- fulfillment in whatever it is he does. That would be excellent because, um, he's, he's, he's too talented and too nice of a guy in general to be this angsty. Yeah.
0: And so, so like, just seem like he doesn't derive enjoyment from
1: all of this, which you listen, know? understandable like most of this is bullshit and unnecessary at the same right. time like i guess money can't buy you happiness i guess we're finding that out kevin durant teaching us life lessons every day
0: that's true uh
1: i think that's about Sad. all we need yeah that will do it we got I in mean, the heart out
0: did because you uh first. did you watch any movies recently that you, you, no, you feel you know, like uh, the need to get off okay. your
1: chest so I have not been watching movies. Um, I do have some uh, slated for the the flight uh, from Seattle to Edinburgh because fuck my life. And uh, but I'll tell you, um, I have YouTube TV. YouTube TV jacked up their price like fifteen dollars a month, kind of not telling anybody so that we could all get HGTV, which, of course, then only locked us further into the YouTube TV ecosystem uh, in the Curtinbach household. But um, as sort of a late term olive branch they said, hey, everybody gets Showtime for like the next four months for free because we kind of screwed okay. you over with that price increase. I had never had Showtime. I go, oh, OK. I used to watch Jesus and Mero all the time on Viceland. So that's good. I can watch that now. And then um, I started watching Billions. And Woo! listen, listen um, what a show. I am not proud of this, but I think I'm all the way in.
0: <laughs> oh, no, I'm definitely, I have not caught up on the new season, but I'm all the way it's, in on Belgians.
1: It is like, I, I, it's like, it's like a different brand of entourage. Like, it's super douchey in so many ways, but it, yeah. it has just enough of, like, that Sorkian pacing and, like, just enough intrigue on the general um political drama aspect of it all it's like house of cards but we add a hedge fund like it how, I don't how far
0: know. into it are you uh
1: just started the second season
0: okay so you haven't caught taylor yet
1: uh we just got we just got introduced okay. to taylor
0: so um, that's where the so, show really starts to pick up
1: oh boy I, I was already i was already uh binging it before that like there was one night where i started at like 11 p.m it's like oh shit it's 3 30. <laughs> i've watched well, a lot of billions
0: last night i watched uh eighth grade i finally saw eighth grade oh um, i couldn't
1: get through eighth grade it was too painful
0: it's very painfully awkward and it's so
1: painfully awkward and maybe too too real
0: it also like very good. like i don't think i've smiled more at like the positive moments like in a movie this year.
1: oh that's a very nice thought um my chest hurt too much so i had to stop
0: right like that happened with me too like I don't think I've felt more
1: watching a movie oh, than a oh, movie. it was it was so much. Like I got through like I think forty minutes, and I'm right. like, "There's just there's just no way." Like this is going to fuck me up for the rest of my life because I'm just every bit of teenage angst and confusion that I ever had to live through is coming back via proxy, and it is not fun. And uh, I thought I buried that ship way down deep, and please never come back.
0: Yeah, I like. I thought it was an exceptional movie. Yeah, uh, Bob Barnum.
1: Very smart guy. It was
0: really good. I yeah. also don't know that I enjoyed it.
1: Yes, that was, that was ultimately my takeaway, which is like, this is very good. I would like to support a very good thing, but this hurts too much and I must stop.
0: Like, so, like there are parallels to be drawn between this and like Love, Simon, for instance. Have you seen Love, Simon? I have not. So Love, Simon to me was also about like mental health and mm-hmm. like teenage angst and going through you know like love simon's about a kid going through you know coming out and right. uh going through just like the feelings of figuring out that you're gay and
1: yeah. so some real real feel good stuff i mean in, but, in like, no love, way Simon, though, challenging
0: right but like it did it in a way that i found enjoyable to watch and like i like just thoroughly loved that movie right okay, um, okay. eighth grade was just like Exceptionally well made, much in the same way that I thought Love Simon was, but mm-hmm. was hard to watch and was. Yeah. It put the gaze? I think, delib- on I think the deliberately
1: so. I mean, yeah, like, no,
0: for sure. It absolutely was.
1: I mean, the more, the theme of the movie was just teenage angst. Yeah. And it was, yeah.
0: honestly, like it was, like I said, like I have not felt more. Like I, like there it's, were parts of the movie where I was just like smiling and like laughing. Uh, it like, I, just some I of ended the, up.
1: I ended up on the floor at one point. Just cringe.
0: I'm trying to think what else have I seen recently? Uh, Child's play. Child's play is exactly what you think it is. Uh, If you're into (laughs) it, go see it. So not good. (laughs) No, it's, it was fine. Like Bobby Plaza was really good. The kid was really good. Mark Hamill was really good as Chucky. Like um, if that's what you're into, go for it. Uh, Yeah. I think I said on the last podcast that I like men in black international. Um, You said that. Yes. Yeah. Like it was good. Just don't, don't go into things, disliking things because it's like a sequel or whatever it for what that movie was. It was fun. Just go see it. Um, mm-hmm. if that's what you're into, like if you're into watching Chris Hemsworth, ham it up and Tessa Thompson be awesome. And, uh, Emma Thompson ball out, like just, yeah. And Kumail Nanjiani be hilarious. Just go see it and let it wash over you. Don't, don't go in thinking too hard about
1: it. <laughs> that's what they should put on the poster like don't try to make this a bigger thing than it actually is
0: seriously there would be people would go see a movie if that's how you marketed it like if you if they market men in black six or whatever the fuck this next men in black will be after men in black international cause I'm sure well they will never stop
1: making them because original ideas apparently died in the year 2011
0: right so like if they make another one it should say just don't overthink it just fucking watch it
1: I mean, I mean, that's, they should market light beer the same way.
0: Yes, hundred percent. This is what I like, don't here for. overthink
1: this. You know what you want. Sometimes this will make the you feel a little better
0: is just golden. That's that's what you want.
1: It's a little bit of natty
0: light. So the last thing that I do want to talk about, real quick, um, and this will be a hard transition, is uh,
1: <laughs> so. Oh boy, logging on off. On
0: Deadspin, Deadspin just released a story about Pete Philo, who's been on this podcast a couple times and who I've talked with. You know quite a bit over the course of my life how he was uh convicted of rape 20 years ago and i uh, you know the first that i'd heard of this was the deadspin article on East, on uh, obviously uh as far as i know this was not a well-known thing in nba circles i've never heard anything talk about it or anyone talk about it never heard a single thing about it probably a story there in terms of like background checks in regard to nba front offices but nonetheless uh You know, but at the end of the day, what I agreed with most at the top of the article was what Dave McKenna said that like you can't hide certain parts of your past, right? So... At the end of the day, what happened is he's been on this podcast twice and I've deleted those episodes of the podcast. Cause like, I don't want to uh, promote TPG sports group, which is what he was in charge of running. And you know, the, when he, whenever he was on the podcast, he ended up promoting TPG. And I just don't think that that's right to have him on the podcast and promote uh, those things for anyone going back and listening to past episodes. So I went back and deleted those, uh, certainly won't be promoting that product again, uh, so yeah, I just wanted to go ahead and mention that for everyone. I'm not gonna like hide it. Obviously, I don't feel great about having had a guy that was a convicted rapist on the podcast. But uh, nonetheless, I figured I should just share that little note.
1: That was that was well done. I think uh, tricky situation. Uh, shitty, just shitty situation. Shitty. Yeah, it's so, shitty
0: uh, all around. Like I feel shitty for having having had him on the podcast. Um, you know, yeah, you didn't know. really converse with him yeah i had no idea and like Listen, I said, you like, didn't run
1: you didn't run a back check background check on me when i i started coming on
0: yeah i feel like i'm gonna have to do that
1: um but like part of the use article, that game theory money baby
0: part of the article is uh that dave mckenna wrote was just like how it was so hidden because it was like expunged from records and stuff uh so yeah That's like crazy I think it's yeah it's like pretty fucked up and uh yeah i just wanted to let you guys know that like i've deleted those episodes and certainly they won't be listened to anymore so um and I, I don't think, yeah, like I don't think I had advertisers for them. I'm gonna run back through my records. If I had advertisers for them, I will make sure and donate that money that I got for it to charity. Um, but yeah, I mean, at the end of the yeah. day, there's just no reason to have uh, have those out there in the ether anymore. Uh, that'll be it for this episode, though. We'll be back probably always on always end it on a good note. Always ended on a good note. We'll be back on Monday or Tuesday. Uh, I.
1: You bring it back, Cole? By the way, uh, it, it, while while everyone's on here, uh, boy, th- those draft previews were uh, a complete blessing with you and Cole. So I uh, just wanted to congratulate both of you. I guess big I'll help congratulate help you Cole. Big help. Uh, well, the only help that I received.
0: Uh, I apologize that we didn't talk about Jordan Poole.
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that information would have been extremely valuable had anyone seen that shit coming.
0: I did. I said that they bought 41. You so they did. They bought 41 from the Hawks. I thought yeah. that they bought 41 to take Jordan Poole because I knew Listen, that they liked him.
1: Anytime you can get a Nick Run- a Nick Young comp at 28, you got to do it.
0: Yeah. I mean, like, there are worse things than Nick Young.
1: No, he's exactly. Exactly. Oh,
0: time out. No, 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 no. We got to We got to end this real quick on a positive note. Uh, I I swear, I think you did this just to see if I'm reading your articles online. You misspelled my name in your article that you ran on uh, Bay Area News Group. Yes. Like, what are you doing, man?
1: Come on. I, I I got it fixed for print and then I forgot to do, fix it online. <laughs> like I noticed it and then I, I, it was, it was loose. It was, I, yeah, it, 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 well, that was legitimately though my first thought when I'm like, I cited you and I go, oh, I missed all that. You know what? Let's see how long it takes. I want to I see legit, what this.
0: Yeah. I was going to say, I legit thought that you did that just to check to see if I'm
1: reading you. I'm reading you. I, I saw that. I uh, know. I know. Sometimes, sometimes I leave this little <laughs> Easter eggs, which don't worry. They totally embarrass me and I'll, I'm willing to take these hits
0: oh man um
1: yeah maybe i should change that now i don't think anyone's reading it now i'm gonna go leave it rate, be, it will be our little it'll be subscribe. our little secret
0: go rate, review and subscribe <laughs> it did get fixed for print i guarantee it on itunes soundcloud google play android whatever you listen to the podcast on <laughs> uh
1: i can't believe you fucking caught that that's hilarious
0: i did catch that uh i'm still <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm super creeped
1: you. out now that that was your first thought and i'm like I i'm reading you it takes it's I'm uh, sorry. <laughs>
0: Uh, We'll be back next week, probably Monday or Tuesday to talk about free agency because free agency starts on Sunday. So until next time, we'll talk soon. Bye.